Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Welcome to Intentional Box Season 1, Episode 20. I'm Lou Landers. Find me on Twitter at Landers Talks and at my website, DrRoto.com. You can also hear me Tuesdays and Friday nights on Sports Byline, USA, Series XM, and the Arm Forces Network. Check out drrodo.com. We are your one-stop shop for everything sports, betting, daily fantasy sports, and season-long fantasy sports. Subscribe now. You can use promo code LOU, that's L-O-U, for a nice discount. Joined here, of course, by my co-host, Mark Mancini. Mark, how's it going on this wonderful Wednesday morning? And I'm sure you have something that is going to perplex me here today. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, this is the most must-hear show that is sweeping the country. So blessed to do it. You're a brother, a mentor, a friend. Good things coming up on the horizon here. And, man, oh, man, we are just tearing it up. Baseball season is going to get into some good form here uh, with the playoffs and World Series and everything. But, man, I'm looking forward to next year where there's a lot of great things going on with us. Absolutely there is. But let's get to today's show. Of course, we have a top five for everybody that's been a staple these days. It's the five favorite MLB ballparks. They're going to be Mark's MLB ballpark. So don't be surprised if there's a little bit of homerism involved there. If they're a little off off the books a little bit, that is how Mancini rolls. And then, of course, we'll get into the playoff races from around the league. But let's get to the ballparks. Who comes in at number five for you, Mr. Mancini? Well, I'll tell you, I've never been there. But hearing about it, seeing it from afar, and just that whole ambiance of, uh, you know, when they played all their games and uh, during the day and, you know, the ivy uh, growing there in the, the early months of the baseball season, uh, the beer fest, I call it. Uh, man, I'll tell you, it's going to be Wrigley Field. That is going to be something. In the middle of a neighborhood, I got to get my ass there, man. I really do, because I was invited a few years ago to see the Yankees and uh, Cubs in an interleague. And I couldn't get back there. Something came up at the last moment. But, man, oh, man, i got to find my way to Wrigley Field here next year. Yeah, I hope you do. It is breathtakingly beautiful there. Who would you have at number four? Number four is the old Yankee Stadium, man. I remember going there for a game when George Brett was challenging 400. Nobody's done that, you know, since Ted Williams. But uh, I'll tell you, man, it was an amazing uh, event there. Uh, the ballpark, it was, you know, you have the subway coming in from the right field. It was it was nice seeing that whole uh, thing with the uh, uh, Royals there. And, you know, they came up short trying to chase down 400. But, man, Yankee Stadium is my number four. Yeah, when I first went there as a teenager, I had the chills, man. I'm pretty sure I teared up. You can honestly just feel the history in that stadium. It was incredible. Still a shame that they moved across the street. And I mean, it's a beautiful new stadium, but nothing will compare to that old stadium. The sound during the postseason, during those Tory era, for sure, because that's my era. But just throughout the years and years and years, what history from that stadium. Who comes in at number three for you? Well, I've been there once, Fenway Park. I was there in 1980. Billy Martin brought the Oakland A's uh, with uh, Rick Langford, Mike Norris, 
blew out that whole kitchen staff. Lansdowne Street's good. The Fenway Franks. Oh, man, what a ballpark, man. Fenway Park was amazing, and I got them at number three. Yeah, I'm glad it's one of the two originals like Wrigley that are still standing. It's unbelievable. I like that. Rather than knocking it down, they just expanded it, putting those seats. I mean, they're not new anymore, but putting those seats above the Green Monster was a great idea. The dimensions of that ballpark are just so unique. Um, you definitely get that feel. And I will say, I have never been there to see a Yankees-Red Sox game yet, which I can't believe is the truth and the case, but just being there in general to see the Red Sox is very special. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that, that is the classic ballpark, and boy, the Bostonians love it. Unbelievable. Great fans, too, as oh well. Mark, before we get into the next two, I want to say I love the Wrigley Yankee Stadium and Fenway choices, but they should probably be the top three. Uh, I mean, we just talked about three of the most historical stadiums, not just in Major League Baseball, but all of sports. So I will say, I think you're a little wrong to have them as 5, 4, and 3 and not 1, 2, and 3. But that's also why I love you, man. You always are willing to be different, show you're a big homer as well, (laughs) which is kind of a little teaser into your number two and your number one ballpark. So give me number two. Well, number two, man, I started radio down there, man, and I love San Diego. You know, where where can you beat the best weather? 70 degrees, 365 days a year. Covered a lot of games at Qualcomm, and then they went over to Petco. And, boy, I'll tell you one thing. If I was a single guy, man, how great would it be? They cleaned up the whole downtown area, rolled out of bed, and didn't go to a, cover a game at Petco Park. I mean, it's just breathtaking, man. Uh, you got the warehouse there, man. It's, it's unbelievable. The, the Padre Stadium, man, and then the uniforms – I mean, they brought back that 70s look with Dave Winfield type, Randy Jones. I mean, you got Machado there. I mean, it's nice. It's breathtaking. San Diego's gorgeous. It is. I've never been to the stadium, but I've been to San Diego many a times when I was living in L.A. for all those years. And uh, definitely one of the most beautiful cities in uh, North America, really, for sure. So I don't blame you for uh for picking Petco Park, not even for the park, just for where it is, <laughs> for sure. And number one coming in, coming from a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, not surprised that this is your number one ballpark. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You can go to a lot of cities in this country. Never can you go through the Ford Pitt Tunnel from the airport. And by the time you come out of that tunnel, man, the whole city opens up. PNC Park is beautiful. First time I was in there was when they opened up the stadium. Willie Stargell, my idol, had died, you know, uh, a couple days prior to that. But uh, seeing Randy Johnson uh, of the Houston Astros at the time struck out 16 Pirates. Jason Kendall and the Bucks found out a, a way to win that game. Boy, I'll tell you, the skyline, the Roberto Clemente Bridge. A lot of people say it's it, it, it's probably one of the best ballparks out there, along with Camden Yards. I will tell you this. That Cootie Cucker, uh, you know, syndrome they had back in the days with Bush Stadium, Veterans Stadium, Three Rivers. Now you got these ballparks kind of having their own quaint feel into it. Man, I'll tell you, I could be biased. I could be a homer. Give me PNC Park. You know, Mark, I haven't been to PNC, but I have a lot of friends and colleagues that have, and I hear the same thing. Um, it is 
breathtaking. They say they say the food is great. Just everything about the experience at PNC is excellent. I have been to Camden Yards. I'm glad you brought it up. I thought it was an amazing ballpark. I saw Ken Griffey Jr. and the Seattle Mariners back in the uh, mid-90s there, just wow. as, as a little dude. Uh, I was super, super little at the time, but I remember it. Uh, it was one of my first baseball games outside of uh, Toronto and the Sky Dome, so I will remember it forever. Over to the MLB playoff races. Really only one important race in the American League at this point. The divisions are kind of a wrap but the American League wildcard is a sight to behold. We have the Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox in a three-way tie for two spots. And although we've made it pretty clear on this show, Mark, that we're not really buying into Oakland and Seattle, they are still right there, three games and three and a half out respectively. What a race it is, but I think we both know, as we've been saying for weeks, it's coming down to the American League East teams not named Tampa Bay and Baltimore. Well, I've, we've said it before, and like you brought it up again, uh, I've been high on Toronto from the start of the season. I said they were going to be my uh, pick coming out of the American League. These guys got a murderer's row of bats, man. They will just beat the heck out of you uh, left and right. And, you know, I like the pickups. Robbie Ray, Cy Young uh, candidate there. I love Steve Matz. I'm telling you, they got guys that eat up innings. And if they get another frontline starter for next year to come in for 2022 – Keep your eyes on the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know how the Tampa Bay Rays are doing it. Um, you know, give them credit, but I, I don't think they'll be representing the American League. My choice is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays, and my second choice could be the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I think Jays and White Sox are a lot of people's favorites right now. And, you know, they may not have that ace name at this point, but Jose Barrios has pitched like one a for the most part since joining Toronto. And Alec Manoa, their young rookie, has been dynamic for them as well. So, uh, I mean, they have this, the pitching staff to do it. And I'm not sure that Tampa does from a starting standpoint. I could see the Blue Jays and Rays meeting up in the American League Divisional Series. I think the Jays will get one of those spots. and It's going to come down to Yankees or Red Sox. Yankees on a pretty bad slide lately, yet still right there. Um Obviously, I'm a little biased, but I just think the Yankees have more overall on their 26-man roster than the Red Sox do at this point. Well, what Toronto did was come into New York and, and, and sweep them under the rug there, and that's really, you know, been the uh, Achilles heel. you got to beat these teams. And then, you know, Toronto was on a real roll there, and then, you know, Tampa stopped them last night. But uh, they'll rebound. I think it's going to come down to Toronto and the Yankees. But, you know, the Red Sox are trying to find themselves – and let's face it, Seattle and Oakland are kidding themselves. Oh, they are, and they're only there because they have the Angels and Texas in that division. They get to play against and each other, of course. I do know that the Yankees finished this season with the Red Sox, Jays, and Rays. And I'm going to imagine that the Jays and Red Sox have similar uh, similar endings to their season as well. So it really is probably going to come down to which two of those three teams with the Yankees, Red Sox, and Jays um, could beat up on each other the most. And again, I like the Yankees and the Blue Jays in that situation. I think we'll see a Robbie Ray, Garrett Cole, AL wildcard game. Oh, that'd be a classic, man. That would be a classic. It certainly would. Let's go over to the National League. Uh, last we talked, 
the East was a little closer. Phillies and Mets were a little closer to the Braves, but the Phillies three and seven in their past ten. Mets four and six in their past ten. Uh, the Braves have a four and a half and five and a half game lead on those teams. They've been my pick for since really after the trade deadline. If you recall, I was impressed by the low pro moves they made. They're still my pick now. I don't think they get out of the first round of the playoffs because I think they'll be in top against a team like the Brewers. But overall, I think the NL East is the Braves, and the only way they don't win is if they lose it themselves. It's not going to be because the Phillies and Mets start playing great baseball all of a sudden. Well, I had the Phillies win this division until the Rockies rolled into Philly and Chicago's rolled in there now. You can't lose four out of five here. you got to put these teams away, knowing that Atlanta's going back out to a West Coast road trip where they'll go to Arizona, San Francisco, and San Diego pretty much. Uh, so, you, you you know, you had an advantage. You didn't have to come out to the uh, West Coast, and you can't do your job. You know, there's going to be heads rolling in Philly, and they got to get, you know, uh, some back-end pitching there. It's been an Achilles heel. They brought in Ian Kennedy. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's disappointment uh, in Philadelphia. Four and a half games behind the Braves. And even if the Braves fall apart on this West Coast road trip, you know, the Phillies are going to have to take advantage of the Orioles and, you know, the Pirates. And the Pirates ain't laying down, man. They've been playing good ball. So, uh, as far as the Mets, I can't take a Mets team serious. You know, you're two games under 500. If you're two games under 500 now, how can I take you serious? No DeGrom there, struggling. You know, you got the Javi Baez, thumbs down type of stuff going. It's the Phillies and Braves, but the Braves look like they're going to figure out a way to win this. I think so, and you know, even with their tough schedule coming up for the Braves, if they even play 500 baseball on that tough West Coast trip, the Phillies are still going to need to, you know, win like eight of ten to make up that ground. And I don't see that Phillies team being that good enough to win eight of ten in any type of situation. I know a team that can though. That's the San Francisco Giants leading the NL West still. The Dodgers right on their tail. Dodgers winning five in a row, seven of ten. Well, guess what? We'll do you one better, say the Giants. They've won nine in a row, and they still have a two-and-a-half game lead in this division, the first team in Major League Baseball to officially clinch a playoff spot. Well, it goes around, comes around. 2015, it was a division with the Cardinals, uh, Pirates, and Cubs all having big... uh, winning records and knocking each other in a one-game playoff. Now the the complaining is the Dodgers are out here, and if they were in another division, they'd be blowing it up. Well, you fall in a division with the San Francisco Giants, and the Giants ain't, le- le- you know, they're not going to relinquish that top spot. They know it's at stake, and, you know, they're going to keep the Dodgers in that one-game playoff as much as possible. I think the big surprise here is the Padres. They have just completely fallen apart. I had them the to get in the playoffs and do something, but Tingler needs to go. Uh, rumors have it maybe Bochi will come back down to San Diego. They got to do something, and if the Padres don't do something, he'll be the first guy rolling out the door. I think so. It's too they're too talented of a team to have fallen as far as they did. I mean, it looked like them and the Dodgers or Giants, two of those three teams, were locks for the wild card at one point, and now. Uh, Padres not just looking up at one team, looking up at two teams. Now, just a game out, of course, but Cardinals and Reds, both ahead of the Padres all of a sudden. 
Phillies just two games behind the Padres, three games out of a wild card. And we said it last week, the Phillies closer in the wild card than they are to the Atlanta Braves. I mean, if the Phillies can take advantage of the weaker um, opponents they're going to be taking on the next week or two, um, they might be able to find themselves in a better spot in the wild card, not have to rely on just the... um, Atlanta Braves to lose because maybe the Cardinals or the Reds fall. I don't remember if the Reds and the Cardinals are going to meet up again this season. I'm actually checking it as we speak. The Reds do not face the Cardinals again this season. They have the Pirates a bunch, though. They have the Pirates three different times and the Nationals, uh, but they do have the Dodgers and the White Sox a little bit, too. So the Reds overall a favorable schedule, uh, but still having to face the the Dodgers and the White Sox, not as good for them. Uh, Cardinals actually ahead of the Reds right now, even without Jack Flaherty, who went down with another injury a couple weeks ago. But overall, the NL wildcard race looking like it's going to come down to the final day or two of the season between St. Louis, Cincinnati, and San Diego. Well, the Pirates are going to have something to say about this. They got four with the Phillies starting next week, and they got eight more starting tonight with the uh, Reds. So they might, you know, uh, dictate. They don't have no more with the Cardinals, no more with the Padres. But if they can derail, uh, you know, the Reds and Phillies there, uh, we're going to find out what the Cardinals can do to hold up. The Cardinals have been resilient, you know, and it's going to be interesting. A one-game playoff, the Cardinals – and the uh, Padres could give the Dodgers uh, a run for their money. Well, if the Cardinals have Jack Flaherty back, I agree with you. I don't like the rest of that Cardinals rotation having to go into L.A. and face that Dodgers lineup, nor do I like their lineup going up against probably Max Scherzer. Uh, The Padres, I think, have a much better chance, and I think even the Reds have a much better chance um, against the Dodgers and the Cardinals. And not to say the Cardinals aren't as good or not better than both those two teams, but in a one-game playoff, I think they are the the team that the Dodgers would like to see the most out of the Reds and the Padres. Yeah, uh, don't push the Brewers out of this because somewhere in Milwaukee, somebody's drinking a Schlitz there saying, Keep your eyes on the Brewers, man. We might be going to the World Series. It looks like it very well could be Giants-Brewers in the NLCS. So, of course, the Dodgers, if they get through that wild card game and suddenly are able to beat the Giants, it hasn't been easy for them this year. But, yeah, I like the Brewers certainly going to the championship series, uh, especially if that pitching can hold up. That starting pitching, those top three guys, Eric Lauer's been very good for them lately as well as a number four, and the bullpen shut down. Very good Brewers team. Didn't bring them up because they've run away with the Central, and we know they're going to be in the playoffs and facing the team who comes out of the NL East. Anything else here before we wrap this baby up? No, I think we've definitely covered it, man, across the board. And I know next week uh, my buddy sent me something. He said we should talk about the morbid franchises over the years in baseball. Top five. Who was the worst teams uh, in, in the last three decades? Wow. That is a good one, and it will definitely take some time to consider. The only one I know off the top of my head would be Seattle, because they haven't done anything at all beyond that one year where they won 116 regular season games and then fell apart in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to really look at it. You can go back to the Mets in the heyday or, you know. Uh, but at least the Mets have been decades. to some I, World I'd Series. Probably with the 0-24 or 25 Baltimore Orioles. 
Yeah, the Baltimore Orioles might be a good one, too. They have uh, haven't had the most success, certainly, over the last 20 years. But at least the Mets have been to two World Series in the past 20 years or 21 years. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a lot more than a lot of other teams can say, that's for sure. But I'm with you, man. That will definitely be a great topic. Anything else? We definitely covered everything, my friend. All right. Well, Intentional Balk brought to you by DrRoto.com. Find premium access to all our staff in the members-only Discord area. Subscribe using promo code LOU. That's L-O-U, M-L-B, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, Esports, DFS, and more. We will help you win money in DFS. We will help you win your season-long football leagues. So come check out DrRoto.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Lou Landers with the Madman on Mark. Mancini. Have a great week, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.